Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I got the authority. The Debbie authority. This pot is just more to me. The Debbie authority going way up. Taking my opponents down and going way up. Waiting is waiting you down. It's a bevy of Debbie. You can bet I stay ready. I ain't petty. I'm betting all up on me to defend these. All, all these titles and shits. From, from concrete to tulip. Number one see this is it. Pedal to metal is lit. I swear I, I, I got the authority. The Debbie authority. What's up, guys, and welcome into the Debbie Authority, coming to you through the airwaves of the media empire that is the Fantasy Authority. I'm Christian Welch, Evil Empire FF on Twitter, and I'm your host for this adventure. Today, I'll be hitting on all the notable games from week six and nearly every relevant Debbie player you can think of. Before we dive in, I need to ask a favor. If you like the podcast, please leave us a five-star rating and review. It helps us get through the algorithm so the show can reach more people. All of us at TFA would really appreciate it. So let's dive into week six. We'll start off with number 25 and go all the way to number one and even hit on a few unranked games that matter to us in fantasy football. So number 25 and number 24 this week were pretty uneventful for us for, you know, Debbie prospects. Number 25, San Diego State defeated New Mexico 31 to seven. Number 24, SMU defeated Navy 31 to 24. But unfortunately, no players in those games are are really on our radar as far as Debbie goes. So we'll go ahead and move on to number 22, Arizona State against Stanford. So the Sun Devils get the win 28 to 10 over Stanford. Rashad White, the running back for Arizona State with a strong day, 13 carries, 96 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Arizona State's quarterback, Jaden Daniels, 175 pass yards through the air um, and ran the ball 13 times for 76 yards and a rushing touchdown as well. Uh, Diamante Trainum, the uh, other running back on Arizona State, had nine carries for 50 yards. So, you know, efficient with the little work he did get. The bad in this game, though, were Stanford's guys. You know, they only scored 10 points. Their quarterback, Tanner McKee, threw three interceptions, even though he's looked really good so far to start this season. And then their running back, Austin Jones, just seven carries for 13 yards on the ground. So, rough day for the Cardinal. Number 20, Florida shuts out Vanderbilt 42 to nothing. And this is becoming a reoccurring theme for Vanderbilt this year. Just an absolutely horrendous team, just going through the ringer in that SEC schedule. Florida puts 42 on them this week. Florida's quarterback, Emory Jones, with a strong day 273 pass yards, four touchdowns, one interception, also had 40 rushing yards on the ground. And uh, most of that went to his receiver, Jacob Copeland, who had five catches for 79 yards and a touchdown. So moving on to number 19, Wake Forest against Syracuse in the ACC. Wake Forest comes away with the win 40-37 to in a close game. 
So Syracuse's running back, Sean Tucker, 29 touches, 182 yards, and three touchdowns. Just a monster game for this guy. He's looking to crack into that top five in the 2023 running back class, which is already loaded. So keep your eye on Sean Tucker. He has absolutely been lighting it up this year. Syracuse's quarterback, Garrett Schrader, monster game here. Just 160 pass yards, but two touchdowns, no interceptions through the air, so really efficient there. But 178 rushing yards and a touchdown for the quarterback, so huge day for him. The other quarterback, Wake Forest, the winning quarterback in this game, Sam Hartman, 330 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception, so really good day for him. His best receiver, Ja'Cory Roberson, had nine catches for 135 receiving yards. And then a crazy stat line from this game, A.T. Perry, the wide receiver for Wake Forest, had three catches for 137 receiving yards and three touchdowns. So every catch he had was for a touchdown. And and what is that, over 40 yards of reception on average? So just a crazy stat line for A.T. Perry this week. So awesome game right here. Number 17 Ole Miss defeats Arkansas 52-51. to And this game was insane to watch. And it was going on at the same time as that Oklahoma-Texas game. What a crazy weekend of college football this was. Watching these two games at the same time was unbelievable. We'll go ahead and cover Ole Miss and Arkansas first. So number 17 Ole Miss comes away with the one-point victory over Arkansas, 52-51. to Their Heisman candidate quarterback, Matt Corral, with a strong day. He had 287 passing yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions through the air. Also ran the ball 15 times for 94 yards and two touchdowns. So big day for him statistically. The uh, wide receiver one in the 2022 class, Traylon Burks, with a big day for Arkansas. Seven catches, 136 yards, and a receiving touchdown. Arkansas's quarterback, K.J. Jefferson, really balled out. 326 passing yards, three touchdowns, one pick, and then carried the ball 20 times on the ground for 85 yards and three rushing touchdowns. Freshman running back at Arkansas, Raheem Sanders, just a big dude. 17 carries for 139 rushing yards, so huge game for him. The other running back at Arkansas, Traylon Smith, 11 carries, 85 yards, and a rushing touchdown. Ole Miss's running backs with a big day. So Henry Parrish and then Snoop Connor um, combined for 30 rushes for 221 yards and three touchdowns between the two of them. So, you know, over 100 points scored in this game, tons of fantasy points, just really exciting to watch. Number 16, Kentucky lays the smackdown on LSU. And I know the Kentucky fans are very excited about a win like this over a program as prestigious as LSU. Kentucky's football program has really taken a step a step up the past few years, and wins like this are, are not common for this fan base to experience. So I know this is a big win for them. Their new quarterback, Will Levis, 145 passing yards, three touchdowns, no picks through the air. Also ran the ball 11 times for 75 rushing yards and two touchdowns as well, so five total touchdowns for Levis. Uh, Chris Rodriguez, their running back, 16 carries for 147 yards and a rushing touchdown. Wandale Robinson, a receiver that I love in this upcoming class, eight catches for 60 yards and a touchdown. Um, Tyon Davis-Price for LSU at running back with a big game in the loss, 22 carries for 147 yards and two rushing touchdowns. But the bad in this game, the best wide receiver in college football, period, the, the 2023 wide receiver one, Kayshawn Boutte, had eight for 73 through the air but got injured. It's a lower leg injury. I don't think it's an Achilles or anything like that, but he is indeed done for the season. So no more Boutte this year. We wish him a, a, a speedy and, and efficient recovery to where he, he can be back on our radars and, you know, just the top guy in, in the country. It's just devastating to see him go down. Um, number 15, Coastal Carolina. 
you know, just hands it to Arkansas State 52 to 20. And we're always talking about Coastal's quarterback, Grayson McCall, who had just another monster day. He was 18 of 23 for 365 yards, four touchdowns and no picks. We're usually talking about his number one receiver, Javion Haley. But this week, we're talking about his tight end. What a massive game for Isaiah Likely, Coastal Carolina's tight end. Eight catches, 232 yards, and four touchdowns receiving. Just a monster, monster day for Likely. That is very, very exciting. He's a guy that you guys should put on your radar as a potential day three NFL guy. Number 14, Notre Dame <clears throat> defeats Virginia Tech 32-29. to So Kyron Williams in this game had 24 touches for 100 yards and two touchdowns, but not much good to talk about in this game. What has me excited, though, is Tyler Buckner played quite a bit at quarterback for Notre Dame. He's the freshman that I'm excited about there that brings the dual threat ability. He had 113 passing yards, threw for a touchdown, but did throw two interceptions, but ran 12 times for 67 yards and a touchdown on the ground, showing that he can bring that dual threat element. Notre Dame gets the win, but we definitely have a, a quarterback controversy up there. We've seen three guys play. We've seen three guys look pretty decent at times. We'll see how the rest of the season shakes out for Notre Dame. So number 11, Michigan State defeats Rutgers 31-13. to And with Michigan State, we're really just checking in on Kenneth Walker, who has burst onto the scene this year as maybe the best running back in the country for college football standards. Um, big debate on Twitter uh, this week between him and B. John Robinson. Obviously, B. John Robinson's the better NFL prospect. But if you look at these guys' uh, numbers for this year, they are neck and neck. Uh, just monster, monster games left and right for Kenneth Walker so far this year. 29 rushes for 232 yards and a rushing touchdown in this one against Rutgers for Kenneth Walker. So almost 30 carries. This guy's carrying one of the biggest loads in the country, and it's definitely not a surprise to see him going over 200 yards. So he's one of those guys that has put his name in the hat to be the RB3 in this class. So number 10, BYU, goes down to Boise State, 26-17. to so that's got to, you know, really sting for BYU fans. You get into the top 10, as soon as you get there, you're right back out. There's really no good stat lines in this game for us to talk about either. So I'll talk about the best player on each team. Um, Tyler Algier, uh, the running back for BYU, carried the ball 19 times for 73 yards and a rushing touchdown. And then Khalil Shakir, the wide receiver for Boise State, had five catches for 66 yards. But, you know, ugly game across the board and BYU goes down. Number nine, Michigan holds on to beat Nebraska 32 to 29. Blake Corum had 18 touches for 126 yards and a touchdown. And then Hassan Haskins had 21 carries for 123 rushing yards and two touchdowns. So the Michigan running backs, you know, continue to deliver. Nebraska's quarterback, Adrian Martinez, who's, you know, usually quite a volatile guy. This is one of those moments where he's up. He had a really good game this week. He had 329 total yards and four touchdowns, nearly pulled the upset against Michigan. So number seven, Ohio State really pads the stats in this one with a huge 66-17 to win over Maryland. C.J. Stroud, putting his name in the hat for the Heisman, it looks like, 406 passing yards, five touchdowns, and no interceptions, just a flawless game for Stroud. Trevion Henderson, the freshman running back, 20 touches for 169 yards and three touchdowns. We, of course, have to hit on the wide receiver trio here at Ohio State. Chris Olave had six, or I'm sorry, seven catches for 120 yards and two receiving touchdowns. Jackson Smith and Jigba had five receptions for 103 yards. Garrett Wilson had five receptions as well. He, he took his for 84 yards and two receiving touchdowns. For the Maryland guys, 
Uh, Talia Tagovailoa threw for 279 yards and two touchdowns, but did throw two interceptions as well. And then you you would think with Dante Demas out for the season that, you know, Rakeem Jarrett would step up and see a ton of volume. Just one catch in this one. Now, it was a 43-yard touchdown reception, but, you know, that's concerning to see Rakeem Jarrett, you know, maybe the wide receiver two in that uh, 2023 class only getting one catch um, with, with really, you know, no other attention to go around other than to him there with Demas out. So we'll see how Jarrett looks going forward, but but that one scares me a little bit. Number six, Oklahoma against number 21, Texas. And this is absolutely the story of the college football weekend. Really, actually, might not be. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on that when we get to number one. But this was certainly the most entertaining television we watched all weekend in college football. And, you know, two blue, blue blood programs. Um, number six, Oklahoma holds on to win 55 to 48 against number 21, Texas. And this game, we're actually going to start with the bad in the game instead of the good in the game. The bad in this game. Spencer Rattler, who's maybe the Heisman favorite, maybe the pick to be number one overall pick um, in the NFL draft coming into this season, lost his job in this game. So he had 111 passing yards and an interception and a fumble in this game. Gets pulled for Caleb Williams, and I, I don't see any way that Lincoln Riley can go back to Spencer Rattler after what Caleb Williams did in this game. So Caleb Williams came in and went 16 of 25 for 212 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, and ran the ball four times for 88 rushing yards and a touchdown as well. So just played at a higher level than we've seen Rattler play at any point this year and led Oklahoma to victory in a really heroic fashion. So this looks like it's Caleb Williams' job going forward. Um, we'll see what happens with Spencer Rattler. You know, is he going to end up, you know, staying in college, transferring? Who knows? But I don't think he's going to be the starting quarterback for Oklahoma going forward. Some more bad in this game, uh, Eric Gray, you know, the transfer running back from Tennessee, who we expected to have a big year at Oklahoma this year, just six carries for 37 yards rushing, while his backfield mate, Kennedy Brooks, had 25 carries. We'll touch on that shortly, but rough day for Spencer Rattler and Eric Gray individually, despite the Oklahoma win. Looks like Caleb Williams has taken over. Most of Caleb Williams' production went to Marvin Mims. So Marvin Mims made one of the most incredible catches you'll see all year. Uh, for a touchdown in this game. He had five catches for 136 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Kennedy Brooks, the running back for Oklahoma, 25 carries, 217 yards, and two rushing touchdowns. Again, while Eric Gray had six carries for 37 yards. So that's concerning. I was a guy that liked Gray coming into this year, and clearly I was wrong. Uh, Casey Thompson, Texas's quarterback, 388 passing yards, Five touchdowns and no picks. So a near flawless game for him, keeping Texas in this shootout. Uh, Bijan Robinson, 20 carries, 137 yards and a rushing touchdown. And then here's the one of the big stories of, of all the whole weekend here. Freshman wide receiver at Texas, Xavier Worthy, with just a massive breakout game here. Nine catches, 261 yards receiving, and two touchdowns. What an incredible performance for Worthy. I thought Texas was going to win this game there for a minute, but Caleb Williams just would not let it happen. If you did not get to see the highlights of this one, go back and watch it. This was one of the best college football games you'll watch in a long time. Number five, Cincinnati easily beats Temple 52-3. to uh, We'll touch on the two big NFL prospects here today is Desmond Ritter, uh, 259 passing yards, three touchdowns, no picks. And then running back Jerome Ford had 15 carries for 149 yards and two rushing touchdowns. Number three, Iowa. Number four, Penn State. So just an ugly game with some high, highly ranked, you know, defensive football teams. There's no good stat lines in this game for us to talk about from a Debbie perspective. The story of this game is Penn State quarterback Sean Clifford went down to injury with Penn State ahead. 
Penn State's backup quarterback, Taquan Roberson, just could not handle it. I mean, this guy couldn't complete a pass to save his life. I mean, it was just a, a slow death for Penn State once Roberson came in the game, and this was just not fun to watch. Um, the, you know, two guys, if you want you want some stat lines from this game, Tyler Goodson, I was running back, had 25 carries for 88 yards, and then Jahan Dotson had his eight catches, but only for 48 yards. You know, so not much to talk about in this game, but Iowa with a big, big win while they're number three. So cool stuff there for Iowa. Number two, Georgia. The defense continues to shine, and they beat Auburn 34-10. to 10. So the best offensive performance for Georgia in this game is Zamir White. He had 18 carries for 79 yards and two rushing touchdowns. But, man, the story here is Georgia's defense. You know, they're winning games not by putting up a ton of points, but just, I mean, they are scoring some points, but it's not because they are lighting up, you know, the scoreboard as far as yardage and things like that. This defense is putting them in such short fields, and they are giving up nothing. Tank, Biz- Tank Bigsby had 10 carries for 28 yards and a touchdown. I mean, 2.8 yards per carry. I mean, you can't do anything against this Georgia's defense. Um, and Georgia is now the number one team in the country because we'll go over to the former number one team in the country, Alabama. That's right. Alabama went down this week to Texas A&M, losing 41-38. to 38. So Texas A&M quarterback, Zach Calzada, which, remind you, is Texas A&M's backup quarterback. Texas A&M's starting quarterback, Haynes King, went down to injury earlier in the year. Calzada takes over. Hasn't really been pretty so far, but, man, did he do a good job today leading his team to victory against the the dynasty that is Alabama. Calzada passed for 285 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. Most of that went to receiver Anaya Smith, who had six catches for 85 yards and two touchdowns. uh, Number one tight end in this class, Jalen Weidemeyer, had three catches for 73 yards and a receiving touchdown. Devin Achain had 10 touches for 79 yards, so did well with what he had. Isaiah Spiller, not the best day on the ground, but, you know, respectable day overall with 21 touches for 89 yards and a touchdown. The Alabama guys still put up some good numbers in the loss. Uh, Bryce Young, 369 passing yards, three touchdowns, one pick. Brian Robinson, 28 touches for 207 yards. Jamison Williams, 10 catches for 146 yards and two touchdowns. Just a monster game for the Ohio State transfer. And then John Mechie with seven catches for 88 yards. So, Great offensive game all the way around, but man, what a shocker to see a two-loss Texas A&M team upset number one Alabama. So let's look at a couple unranked games, just two of them. Um, Florida State beat North Carolina 35-25. to Jordan Travis for Florida State with a big day here. 145 passing yards, three touchdowns, no picks through the air, and he carried the ball 14 times for 121 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. Josh Downs, the, the the big receiver for North Carolina, well, not big in size, but, you know, big in, um, you know, Debbie stature receiver I'm really excited about. Nine catches for 121 yards and a receiving touchdown. Um, Sam Howell's day was kind of meh, you know, uh, 203 passing yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Um, did show his dual threat ability that he's been showing all year, rushing for 108 yards on 11 carries. Um, but, you know, North Carolina, very disappointing as a team this year, this one losing to a very, very bad Florida State team. Um, Utah, 42, USC, 26. So USC continues to struggle. As excited as we got about USC in that game against Washington State where Jackson Dart had us thinking about the the Carson Palmer years. We are back to Keaton Slovis, and we are back to USC looking mediocre. Slovis put up a decent day. He had 401 passing yards, uh, did throw an interception, had two touchdown passes. Most of his day went to Drake London. Drake London is just ridiculous. I mean, this guy is killing people this year. 16 catches for 162 yards and a touchdown. 
16 catches. That's insane. If Drake London's not in your top five wide receivers for this upcoming class, I don't know what you're watching. Um, the other wide receiver for, for USC, Gary Bryant Jr., five catches for 85 yards receiving. And then shout out to Utah's quarterback, Cameron Rising. You know, pulled off this big win against a big program like USC. He passed for 306 yards and had four total touchdowns in the win. So some other notable performances we'll wrap up with. So Malik Willis, you know, had some highlight plays this week. You probably saw a video or two of Malik Willis making people look stupid circulate this week. He had 302 total yards and three touchdowns this week, but he threw three interceptions against MTSU. So as much as we see the flashes of, man, this guy looks like Lamar Jackson. So, man, there's no doubt this guy's going to be a top five pick in the NFL draft. He's still making some boneheaded decisions from time to time that he's got to clean up. But, man, the, the skill is there. Bailey Zapp, Western Kentucky's quarterback, you know, not a huge prospect or anything, but you can't throw for 523 yards and five touchdowns and not have me give you a shout out. Um, Zach Evans, TCU running back, you know, in that 2023 class, has looked incredible this year. 17 rushes for 143 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Calvin Austin, wide receiver from Memphis, had 13 catches for 200 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Zach Charbonnet, running back I love from this year's class, had 21 carries for 117 yards for UCLA. And then Carson Strong, uh, you know, the the not mobile quarterback from this class, the statue guy from this class, 377 passing yards and six touchdowns for Nevada. So a huge game for him. That's all I've got for an exciting week six of college football. Please leave a rate and review for the podcast. It helps us grow and reach more people. Follow us on Twitter at FF underscore authority. Follow me on Twitter at Evil Empire FF. And join our community on Discord. All of us on TFA interact and answer questions in there all the time and just, you know, talk fantasy you football 24-7. So that's all I got for you this week. I'll talk to you guys next time. These, all, all these titles and shits from, from concrete to two lit. Number one C, this is it. Pedal to metal, it's lit. I swear I, I, I got the authority. The Debbie authority. This pot is just more to me. The Debbie authority going way up. Taking my opponents down and going way up. Waiting is waiting you down, yeah. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.